Good morning, everyone, and welcome to White Rock United Methodist Church. My name is Phil Dickey. I'm one of the ministers here at White Rock. Um, and we are at the Sunday sit-down. I'm grateful that you have joined us for the Sunday sit-down. We do the Sunday sit-down every Sunday before we start worship. Um, we start at 1025 with a conversation that I have with a guest or two. Today I have two guests, which I'm really thrilled about. Um, and we do this for about 20 minutes, and then worship goes live shortly thereafter. So we're grateful that you have joined us, whether you're on Facebook or on YouTube, whatever the case may be. If you listen to this later in the week, we're just really grateful that you've taken the time to join us for this conversation. Um, today I have somebody in studio with me, and I actually, um, I'm, I'm super excited about this. I have known this guest for almost at least 11, I think closer to 12 years at this point, which is really awesome. Um, and we have a really unique history because for a very long time, the only way we pretty much communicated was via poem. And so we would write poems back and forth, and often whenever we would be in public places introducing each other, we would also introduce each other with a poem. And so last night, I wrote <laughs> a very brief poem. And it, it says, I met Lisa some 12 years ago. Turns out she's a great person to know. Not only because her poetry skills, but also because her gardening thrills. She does incredible good and is an incredible leader. I'm ever so grateful she connected me to our other guest, Peter. So uh, there's a long history behind that, and I don't actually know how we even got into this poem game back 12 years ago. But um, Lisa Tishner's here with us. Lisa, um, again, we met a long time ago, and um, Lisa's uh, son and daughter-in-law are members here at White Rock, and they are regular attenders as well. They come and are a part of what we do here often, and we're just really grateful. That's, she's actually here, though, because she's also on the board of Africa University, and I'll let her explain her connection to Africa University and then introduce our, our other guests as well. So, Lisa, so glad to have you with us this morning. Thank you. I'm really glad to be here and glad to be celebrating World Communion Sunday with Africa University. I became involved with Africa University in 1988 when I was a delegate to General Conference, and that was when the concept of Africa University was introduced. I was able to meet some of the leaders of the effort and soon thereafter became involved on the endowment committee. I spent four years just sharing the idea of Africa University and then began raising funds and friends on behalf of the university. And I am currently on the board of directors of Africa University. So you can see I've spent more than half my life working toward educating students in Africa. And I was so excited to have the opportunity to meet Peter Maghetto, who is now the deputy vice chancellor of Africa University and serves as professor of ethics. His wife, Irene, teaches nursing in Nairobi, and his son and daughter, Teddy, is at um, Florida Institute of Technology, and Crystal is at the University of Evansville. Peter and I share the belief that there is no better way to have a positive impact on the continent of Africa than through Africa University. Love that. So Peter, welcome. So I actually was spreading false information. I thought that you were joining us from Africa University, and I forgot that you told me you're actually back in Nairobi. So um, welcome from Nairobi instead, but either way, we're really grateful no matter where you're coming. The, the joys of this, right, this virtual space that we've existed in is it doesn't matter where you are. We're, we're sharing this time at least together, no matter our geography. And so I'm grateful for that opportunity. So Peter, thanks for joining us. Uh, thank you, Phil. Uh, thank, you, Phil. Thank, you, Lisa. thank you, Lisa. So Lisa came back, it was probably three years ago or so, when she came back from a trip to African University and said, I met this really neat guy, and I really think that you would enjoy getting to know him. And so Peter and I keep up on WhatsApp, and occasionally we'll share a video conversation here and there and share stories about our families and stuff. But 
Um, we're not going to talk about our families even as much as I'd love to. Um, we're actually going to talk about African University today because, as Lisa said, it's World Communion Sunday. And so uh, I love that we have this opportunity. Again, you know, we're spread out across the world. Um, and today, people, Christians across the world will join together to share communion. Like so many Christians and churches have done either week in and week out or month in and month out for thousands of years. And so what a really cool opportunity to, to just be able to share this, this space, this time, and to talk about this, this idea of a world connection. In the Methodist Church, we talk about being connectional and having a global church. And so um, African University is a Methodist institution. So I'd love to just hear, Peter, how you got connected with African University and uh, what your role looks like currently at African University. Uh, thank you, thank you, Phil. I, I truly appreciate and uh, thank you for the thoughts to, to get this World Communion Sunday for us to sit around and to think together. There's no uh, greater image as the one that you have grown us to. You know, when Lisa spoke about uh, beginning uh, to be part and parcel of Africa University since 1988, Lisa, you shocked me because uh, that was the year I went for my theological training. I reported to to, to seminary in 1988, I'll never forget the 12th of September, you know, and, and uh, some of the things, sometimes you look back and you say, oh, I didn't realize it has been that long, but uh, African University uh, really remains a, a true picture of what World Communion uh, Sunday uh, brings to us. And, uh, and for me, I got connected to African University, not as such as when I went to serve as the deputy vice chancellor, but it started when I was in Chicago because I, I, I went to do my master's and my PhD at the Garage Evangelical Theological Seminary, a United Methodist institution up in Chicago. And uh, Jim Sully came to visit some of the former students of Africa University who were then studying, undertaking their graduate studies at the seminary. And then we met, you know, and that's the first time I heard about Africa University. And uh, I started aiming at training to go back and, uh, and be part of the faculty at Africa University. But it didn't happen then. You know, I completed my studies and I came back to Kenya. You know, but, uh, you know, almost but now three years ago, an advert came up. They were looking for uh, a, a vice president for academic affairs. And I put my application in. And, uh, and, and I found that the process started. I did the interviews. and. Uh, I thank God I got appointed to, to join the university. I thought I would join sometime the year 2001 or the year 2002. Uh, but my role on a daily basis, it, it is literally to do with academics, but as an ordained elder of the Methodist Church, uh, I, I can tell you that I take, I participate in uh, chaplains a lot, and that's part of my spiritual growth also. So, on a daily basis, it is uh, organizing, guiding, and uh, helping students and lecturers as far as academic affairs are concerned, but I also share in the spiritual life of the community. For those who may not know, African University literally is a community, a world community, because we have international faculty, we have international uh, uh, students, and, and, and that gives us then the world communion, a stay like this, very great meaning for us gathering together around the table, whether it is with the wine and communion, uh, communion or the bread we break. So it, it, it is very symbolic for us. So 
Lisa had given me some resources to look at and look over, and um, I have one of them pulled up now. And you can actually, if you're joining us online, you can find a lot of these resources at wrumc.org slash wine. I put together some of them on that website there. Um, but I see that there's 25 countries represented by the student body at African University. And For sure. Whenever we, we call it a, a pan-African university. I, I, I wonder what that looks like. You were just alluding to it, right? What, is this, what does this mean for the embodiment of this idea of world community? How do you see that play out within the student body? I, I think the greatest joy at African University and within this pan-African spirit is for our imagination of our global connection of the United Methodist Church. If we can just imagine how our church is, 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 is connection of globally, you know, whether it is from the east, the north, the west, the south, and just take that as a replica of what you would like to see at the African University. That's how African University is. We have students from the east, the west, the north, and the south of Africa. And then your faculty also, the same coming from different continents also. What happens then is that when you have such a community, one thing comes out very clearly. We are all inclusive. The spirit of oneness. We belong in the family called Africa University under the United Methodist Church institution. So that spirit gives us the joy. In fact, if you come to the community, you, you won't find a notion. If you came in, you won't tell that I'm from East Africa. I'm not from Zimbabwe. You know, you, you, you won't know that I'm from the East of Africa. Then when you find my director of uh, uh, ICT coming from the West of Africa, you know, then you have a board member, Lisa, coming from the United States, you know, then you have someone else coming from Europe. It, it, it becomes the epicenter of what inclusivity is all about. We do not look at, uh, in fact, it's very interesting that you do not get to hear, are you Catholic? Are you Lutheran? Are you United Methodist? Oh, are you Presbyterian? No. We talk of Africa University, one community. I love that so much. And, uh, you know, we, we preach all the time when communion comes around that this is an open table. It's not our table. This is God's table. All are really welcome at this table. And sadly, I have not been to African University, right? We were supposed to go in June. Yet. It didn't yes. work. I know, yet. I know. It's going to happen, right? <laughs> it's going to happen. There's yes. not going to be a global pandemic anymore, and we're going to make it work. But one of these days. Uh, but when I hear you all talk about this idea and this, like, the heartbeat of African University, that's really what I think of. Is it like... This, this really is this open and inclusive table. I would love, Lisa, um, I know you've been there multiple times. Do you know how many times you've been there? Do you have a record? Probably six times now, six or eight. Love that. So um, I would love for you and both of you really to share. I, I mean, there's, there's incredible statistics, and I hope that you, know, you can reference the statistics if you want to, or people can go and look them up. But I would really love to share a story or two of people that you have met and students that you know have come through African University who have have been transformed and have gone back. Because this is a big part of African University, right? We don't just come to the table and stay at the table, but we actually go back out into the community, back out to the countries they, from which they come, and, and then continue to do this incredible work and to really try to transform Africa as a whole, which I loved so much that idea. So I'd love to hear a story or two of students that have come through African University and what you've, you've seen. And Lisa, go ahead if you want to start. Well, I'll tell a story about a young man from the Democratic Republic Republic of the Congo, his name's Daniel, and he's on campus now. He has not been able to go home for three years. He came to the university. Uh, if you don't speak English, then you take an intensive English class. Mm. English is the language of Africa University. He learned English, and now he is taking honors classes, but he is 
living at Africa University year round. And this summer, our summer, their winter, he was not able to go home because of the pandemic. And he spent his time with a group of students gathering food, giving up their meals and sharing food with neighbors who might be hungry. These are the kinds of values that Africa University encourages. I love that. Peter, do you have a student or two, that you, just a story that you can think of off the top of your head here? Yeah, I, I, I have one uh, that, that really touches my soul. This young man is called Pembe. He's from the Democratic Republic of Congo. And uh, he's, he's, he's so blessed that uh, he's gifted, he's a musician. I, I, have, I have been moved by the manner in which, you know, he came to the university, he didn't know English, so he has, he has taken one year intensive English, now he has started this program. And, and we remain in conversation. He didn't get to go home during this uh, lockdown. So I encouraged him to spend time and write new new songs and start practicing in his room. And he has sending me videos telling me, Prof, uh, I, I am ready. I, I'd like to record one of these. So sometimes you, you you listen what looks like an adversity to some, you know, it's, it's something that, you know, everyone could have loved to go home, but he did it. By then, uh, in a simple way of saying, while you are in your room, just write new music, begin practicing, and, and, and now he has, he has instrumentalists around him. It, it really it, it is very encouraging. The, 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 the second one is another, in another story of a student who graduated from African University. is now in Tanzania, you know, uh, running this, a small college called Westlake uh, uh, College. And, and they're serving as a dean, you know. The intriguing thing is that having come from another country, studied at Africa University, and being, finding a position in Tanzania, another country, and willing to find a serve, for me, it shows the willingness of not just seeing uh, the student from another country, but the African University spirit and the spirit of those who are willing to give and support, because a number of these students are on scholarships have been raised through congregations, individuals, and the well-wishers that have been cultivated all the years. So those are two examples I really like to share. Peter, I will share that the long reach of Africa University, the student in Tanzania, is now recruiting students from Wesley College to come to Africa <laughs> University. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Very encouraging. I love that. Okay. So... Talking about communion, obviously we, we've mentioned a couple times we're still in this global pandemic, right? So much of the church felt like it was closing down. We couldn't come in together to, to have communion together. Um, there were some of us who were really pushing hard to say, even though we can't join physically, we still want to celebrate communion virtually as well um, because we still think there's an important aspect of just engaging in the ritual, even if it's not the way we've always done it. Um, I say all that to say, from conversations I've had with Lisa and what I'm hearing, African University is leaning into that too, right? Like there's been some colleges that have just said like we can't, like I, I think some are closing down because they can't make it. Um, yes. uh, others have said we're going to try to come back in person, which we've seen has not always been the best thing, right? In the United States, that's been a super spreader for some places. But African University very on just said we're going to go 100% virtual. Am I, I know you said that there are some who are living there because they can't get back home, and so there's that aspect to it. Um, but didn't you tell me, Lisa, that it's actually even grown in the midst of this as well? Like there's been yes. more students who have come? Yes, we have the highest student enrollment 
that we've ever had this year. We have doubled the enrollment since 2014, and we have maybe by now 3,000 students that are being educated. That's for sure. And, and, yeah, and uh, I know, Peter, you have been involved in what we're calling adaptive leadership on campus. Go. And why don't you share some of the changes and some of, some of the strategies? Yeah, I think that's, that's a good thing, Liz, and we really, we, we really want to thank God. We never want to take it for granted that you have individuals who are willing to give in form of scholarships or grants or you have corporations that through individuals continue to give on behalf of these students. I, I was telling Phil earlier on that many of these students are coming from villages. And when you tell an American what a village is, they do not realize what that means. So I was trying to explain to Phil how I grew up in a village, and that village is where my parents are even now. There's no running water, so they take water from the river. There's no electricity, so they use kerosene. And that's quite common for the greater population of students at another African university. The advantage that Lisa has asked me to share briefly is the adaptive leadership. When the lockdown came through, we were the only university in Zimbabwe that was able to move into our online uh, learning. Now, you want to imagine that there are 24 universities. Some are state universities, some are uh, uh, private universities. But because Africa University started three years ago an online program, we were able to adapt faster into that. So we had to move fast. Our board of directors had to approve uh, uh, the uh, educational technologies used, so we had to do some training for faculty, and we had to help students, even even those who were coming from places where there is no electricity. Uh, we had to extend hours of submissions of learning so that they are able to get in. Uh, where they had issues of Wi-Fi, we had to provide some level of support on data bundles. Like now, our board of directors have approved that we waive, uh, we waive uh, the technology fees so that parents and students can be able to, to, to use data bundles. So what we have done literally is to be able to move adaptively with the situation as it is evolving. And we have realized that that is working with our students, with our faculty, with our staff, and with our board of directors. We, we are grateful how we have evolved and what we are seeing. In fact, the, the evidence of, 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 of new freshmen, the high number and registration of, of, of continuing students is a clear evidence of, of, of what we have been able to do. So we, we really want to thank God. That's fantastic. And uh, this idea of adaptive leadership is such a crucial part right now, obviously for, for so many of us living in this, this pandemic still. So, okay, we're, we're coming to our time here, wrapping up here. So I would love to know, what are, the, what are the one thing, if somebody's listening to this right now and thinks, oh my gosh, this is incredible, I really want to get involved, what can I do to be a part of the incredible work of Africa University? What, what would y'all suggest? There are many ways to give to Africa University. You can give to special assistance to students, you can support scholarships, and you can tell people about Africa University. As I said, that was one of the early opportunities for me to become involved was to share the word. And, and so you we- You raise funds and friends, right? Yes, <laughs> that's that. correct. And so anybody can do that, and we would be happy to help you tell the story. Yeah. What do you think, Peter? What's a great way to help Africa University? I, I just, I, I wish to affirm what Lisa said. I, I can tell you, friends, you do, not, you do not need a big gift. If you can afford a small gift, I always give an example. 
if you are if you were going to a movie and you were going to pay fifteen dollars for that movie, and you decide, oh, I I need to give this fifteen dollars for a student who can have lunch. There are some students who, who miss lunch, who miss dinner. There are students who might be missing small things. I can tell you, friends, just be a friend of Africa University. The second thing I would ask you as you listen to this is just pray for Africa University and pray for this board of directors, this management, this staff, the students. Prayers are powerful. You never know which art you are turning. The, the world communion is happening at Africa University. Be part of it in small ways That's and in big ways. Thank you. Me to do that. Sure, real fast. Go ahead. Okay. All right. My closing word to bookend with Phil is a poem. <laughs> if you agree with John Wesley that the world is our parish, then Africa University is a ministry to cherish. For peace and prosperity, AU is an incubator. The seeds we plant now will pay off big later. It is a continental symbol for transformation for 28 years providing quality education. The Methodist Church, paired with African tenacity, has teamed up to create intellectual capacity. Making many disciples is what we learn. With the UMC commitment is a great return. Skills for today and life preparation, we give a future with hope and self-determination. A church can do some of this on its own, but in AU's footprint, your efforts are grown. Let's join hands with each other and the UMC and dream big for Africa University. Oh my gosh, that's so, <laughs> right? My, once I yes. said her poetry skills are off the charts, right? It's so good. Yes. Y'all, thank you so much. And for all of you joining, thanks for joining us. And, and Peter, thank you so much for staying. I know it's getting evening time there, so thanks for, for staying up with us here. Lisa, thanks for coming in and joining us here too. My I, pleasure. I hope you guys will go and find more opportunities to connect with the FQ University and the incredible work they are doing. Again, wrumc.org slash wine. You can Google Africa University. It's all there. Check it out. Um, you can find Peter on there as well. So um, go forth in peace. And if you're staying here for worship, come back in about seven minutes and we'll be, be live. So uh, we'll see you soon.